The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Piece Show. Holy crap, I know I've said it a million times. I freaking love doing this podcast. And for any Bravo super fan dorks like me, you guys will super appreciate this one. So last night, I have a Bravo dream. I'm in a room and I'm sitting on Andy Cohen's lap. We're clothed, we perverts, nothing dirty is happening. But he and a bunch of producers are sitting me down and they're telling me, Melissa, you're going to be fired from the Real Housewives of Potomac because your eyes aren't green and we need a third green-eyed bandit to go with Giselle and Robin. Of course, of course, I'm heartbroken. But say my thank you for the amazing season that I've had with the cast. I made them a huge thing of homemade macaroni and cheese. I go to them, Karen and the green-eyed bandits, and I give them my macaroni and cheese and none of them want it. And I say, that's okay. You guys enjoy the rest of your season. And then I gracefully walk out. I hug all of the producers saying, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. Andy Cohen sits me back down on his lap. All the producers and Andy say, you know what, Melissa? You are a star. We are having a new dance show on Bravo that's going to come out. And you are going to be a cast because you are a superstar and you will probably win the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to win and I'm going to be in Bravo. And then I wake up and let me tell you, I don't think I've ever been that happy waking up to get out of bed to two screaming maniacs. Thank you, my Bravo dream. I can't wait to be your next superstar. And now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. Below deck sailing yacht. This one goes to Baby Yachty. So JL and Danny finally do the do. And now all of this freaking madness happening off season, not only with Danny being pregnant, but she's not even saying who the baby daddy is. Is it her ex? Is it somebody else? Is it please, dear Lord, JL? And if so, um, can we please have a spinoff, Below Deck Sailing Babies? Dallas. Yep, good old Darren, Deandra Shaman. Once again, he lights up the screen, spitting on fires, the dances, the chants. But the kicker, the real kicker for me, was the pulling energy out of her nose, like sucking stuff out of her nose. Seeing that, made me want to dance my ass all the way over to the kitchen to pour another stiff cocktail. And that wraps up Side Stealers of the Week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world, you ask? Summer House. It's the season finale, and we have a lot of Lindsay's areolas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Areolas. We have Stravi freaking drunken saying, Lindsay, I want to have babies and get married with you. 
And then the guys say, hey, Strave, do you want to get married to Lindsay? And he's like, um, no, that's probably not going to end well. And I love Carl putting on a wedding rehearsal for Amanda and Kyle. Though, is it just me? I really, in my heart of hearts, do not think that Amanda actually wants to get married. But I have to put it out there. I don't think Amanda wants to get married. I love Kyle. I love her. I hope they do. But I don't know. I just don't see it. Like I see Lindsay's areolas. Jersey. Teresa finally comes clean about the guy she's dating. And oddly enough, of all people, Joe, Juicy Joe, her ex-husband, actually knows the dude before Teresa even did. But I love how she and Joe are moving on and they're both actually really cool about it. They're cool about both of them dating other people. Because maybe that's the key. Once you break up with someone, the key to finding happiness again is making sure you both live on completely separate continents. And holy crap, this month, can we talk about it? New Shaw's, New Beverly Hills, and New York. And then, did you catch that little teaser they throw in there about Summer House and the Southern Charm mashup? Holy crap. Dude, this is going to be awesome. I'm just really hoping there are no sharp objects and a ton of condoms handy in that dirty house for this new show. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. Thank you guys again so much for listening and subscribing. You rate it five stars and your messages about how much you love the podcast makes me so happy. I love it. And thank you for telling your friends to listen and subscribe and to also rate and review. So together we can all celebrate the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece Show. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Again, a million thank yous for your love, your support. And I can't wait to see you next Wednesday. My guest today. Roses are red, the ocean is blue. There's only one badass female running the ship, and that is you. Yep, it's Captain Sandy. Okay, guys, so my guest today is one of the most badass women that I know. And I say I know vaguely because I feel like I could say I know her. I met her at BravoCon. Not only did I think that she was a total badass pre-meeting her, and then I meet her, and she's even cooler, nicer, just so awesome in person, let alone what we all see and love on TV. This show is a side piece show. She is by no means a side piece. She is the show. You guys, please welcome the one and only Captain Sandy. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I was lucky enough to host one of the panels at BravoCon and it was called Getting Naughty and it was Captain Sandy Joao Colin from Med, and then it was Captain Lee and Kate from Below Deck, regular Below Deck. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm a crazy fan. So I'm coming up backstage and I see Captain Sandy and Leah. I'm like, oh crap. 
Like, are you kidding? From the get-go, you are so amazing. And I just, there's no way I could not have this show and not have you a part of it. So a little background about how I originally met the fabulous Captain Sandy. You know, let's kind of start from the top. How okay. did you ever find yourself doing a reality show? Did you ever even think that you would be on a reality show like this? No, not at all. In fact, I didn't pursue the show. It sort of landed in my lap. I was on the fence about doing it because I didn't want it to ruin my career. As many of us thought that was a possibility. Um, it turns out that it actually, I feel helps our industry as a whole, because I love my industry, the maritime industry saved my life. And you are shoulder to shoulder with the decision makers in the world on the planet. And you, you know, get to know these people intimately and your clients. And, and that's the part that I really, really enjoy. How did this land in your lap? An acquaintance with the showrunner and myself introduced us because she had watched the season one and she's like, I know a woman captain, um, do you want to meet her? And that's how it happened. And I met her. So Monique Marvez, she's a comedian, introduced us. So I thought it landed in my lap. Why not give it a try? When things land in your lap, I really encourage people to go, don't turn your nose up at it. Just pursue it and see where it goes because there's no love lost at the end of the day, right? Things like that, that just, you know, I'm very God friendly and I feel like the doors open and you just walk through it. Sometimes you're afraid, sometimes you're not, just go for it. And that's what I did. And look now, I mean. Cause I had just had a major motorcycle crash. I had went through kidney surgery. I had kidney cancer. I actually had the kidney cancer surgery in March and in June, that's when they reached out to me. So I was, and I went through a horrific breakup during all that within three months. Wait. So I thought, okay, this is meant to be. Your surgery? I mean, we, like I knew, but I didn't realize it was literally right before the show started. Well, no, because we filmed in September. So I had that time to recover, but I cast it in June and July. Got it. Okay. But you were like, you're going to come on this yacht and work with these crazy yeah. young kids. Were you just like, what? I didn't know what I was getting into. So I just stepped into it as a captain, you know, because that's what I am. I stepped on a boat. I was going to run it. The producers, Mark Cronin at the time was like, we don't want you to help so much because I'm a helpful captain because in the charter business, you have to help. Right. Uh, so usually I'm on deck helping because uh, I'm always doing anger watch during the day. So I help the deck team. Like I'll blow up the toys. I'll help launch the wave runners. And the show really doesn't, you know, in the beginning, he didn't want me to help. So a lot of my personality doesn't come out because of I'm held back. Um, right. Because it's a TV show. Right. For sure. So is that tough for you? I mean, kind of. Well, be yourself with not, not at all. In the beginning, it was because I am a real charter captain, like charter captains across the board help. Because your ultimate goal is for your service to be impeccable. You're competing with every other yacht. Right. So you have to roll out your water toys quickly because these people, you drop the anchor, they're ready to go in the water. So you're systematic. You have to be very systematic. Um, right. While the interior is serving them, we're launching the toys and that takes a lot. By the time you drop the anchor, anchoring is a big job. Right. By the time we were dropping our anchor, we, we had a system where we were launching our wave runners in my career because my team was tight. It's like a band. When you go hear music, 
And that band, you can tell if a band's tight or they're not. Same thing in yachting. Totally. Your, crew, your interior crew, they're tight or they're not. And I've always had a tight crew. So I'm a helpful captain. I've, I've always been that can-do captain. And in the charter world, you have to be, or you will not be a charter captain. And that's the difference. Well, I mean, you see everyone loves you. Everyone loves the show. Is there one Bravo Lab or even celebrity that you would just love to have on? You know, for me, I like to see top chefs on board as a crew member. Because, you know, as far as the clients go, the show, we don't really mingle. Like, you know, the clients there for enjoyment, not to hang out with the crew. That's right. what clients do. Over the past, I have gotten to know clients through the years. But if I had to choose between clients and crew, I'm going to choose my crew. Right. The clients are great because it, it keeps my team tight. So I don't really have a preference of who can be on the show. I don't really care. I just want clients, right? I don't care if they have their own show or not show or they're from Montana. You know, totally. Totally. Crew. And I would love to see top chefs as the chefs the winners of Top Chef. To come on. Yeah. Not to cook, just to be as your guest. No, not as a guest, to be the chef on the boat. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because they have to shop. They have, you know, they have to provision. They have to do their menu. It's like this. Yes. So let's see how they perform under that pressure. Oh, I love that. That's a great one because, you know, we, we've obviously seen some issues with Chef and everything on the show. So, you know, this last season, so we see Kiko come on and I like loved, he's just so sweet because, you know, some of these chefs, they have the ego and the attitude. So actually, I'm glad we're talking about chefs. So I wanted to ask you, we see Kiko come on and, you know, he's so sweet and he seems like a very great chef. And then he definitely got flustered. There was like the 150 course, you know, that one crazy charter. Yeah, that's common on a boat. Uh, yeah. Charter world. Those degustation style, there's many different types of service. Kiko's a great guy. Is he a trained yacht chef? No. Does his resume reflect that? Yes. If you looked at his resume, Kiko never really cooked on a super yacht as a chef. He was a crew chef. A very big difference. So he was on an 80 meter as a crew chef. He never met the head chef on the 80 meter. Those right. boats, you don't really get to that. But he, what I love about the show, it gives opportunities for people to step up into that position. Like in in the real world of yachting, I choose trained, seasoned yacht chefs. Right. I don't choose people who want to be. In fact, I actually had a girl that cooks for the crew, saw me option for. Like she was our second student. She cooked for the crew because uh, I had to let the chef go. We were in the shipyard. We don't keep a chef, they're expensive. And I'm like, oh my God, your food's so amazing. I promise you, if you go get formal training, I'll hire you. She did. The next season I hired her, she got it, but she didn't have the experience. It was, I was in the galley, always washing pots and pans. Her right. food was amazing. She needed to learn how to provision how to stack her fridges, meats and cheeses, because right. it's been. so she, I go, look, great. Go learn on someone else's boat. Cause I'm, I'm a competitive charter. Right. Totally. So she did. She goes, Sandy, I didn't call myself a chef until five years training under chefs. 
she didn't really call herself a real chef, yacht chef until she had five years, see, right. yeah, like five years. And today that girl's incredible. She's a top chef on a yacht, very different. Um, Kiko's and the Adams of the world, they're, you know, they're good, they're great, you know, they're great. But when you get on these size vessels, you need to be, you must have a lot of experience. You can't not have that. So it, it has to be tough. Like you are, I'm the best female on the seas. I want my boat, my ship to be just as amazing. So when production steps in and picks people for you, how difficult is that? Like you're saying, I want this woman, someone like this. And then you get Kiko, who, you know, is amazing. Nice guy, loves to surf, you know, loves to do his Brazilian dishes. He's great at that. You know, like he is so good at his food. Right. As a super yacht chef, you have to have many different cuisines and you have to be tight, man. You can't, when you're serving these people, but our show's different. So it gives these opportunities, which is great. You know, and for me, I've had to learn over the years is not expect what I have in the industry because the show's very different. Right. You know, we, it's casted crew. I don't hire them. We're not competing with another charter boat. So I have to relax on that end and go, okay, I'm not competing. We're on a TV show. So totally. I've had to step back a lot and allow them their time. And if they, if the client complains, then I'll go in. Right. Now, for now, I don't care. I mean, let them do their thing. Uh, I didn't hire them. They're casted. I'm going to do my best to support them. And if the client complains, then I go in and deal with it. And the clients complain every meal with Kiko. Right. I know. And it was so, he's so sweet. So then, you know, you're, you get these people, you don't know who they are. You don't really know what their resume says. As we've seen a lot of them fudge their resumes a little bit. So Kiko's on board. And then this whole thing with Malia and Tom. Now, was it a convenience or was it production that was like? That Tom was a plan. He wasn't. He would have brought his knives. Remember the oysters? He didn't have his knives. Tom didn't have his knives. So it wasn't production. Totally not a plan. It was, thank God. Tom is a super yacht chef. It shows. Super yacht chefs aren't like the Kikos of the world. They're intense. Look at Ben, intense. They know their last meal the client has has to be their best meal. So every meal has to beat the last meal. Do you follow me? Totally. Pressure on them and the design on the plates and the type of service and the way that food is pronounced when it gets to the table. And every chef in the real charter world, they go to the table. I've always had to go, you need to go to the table and talk to the client. All chefs come out to the table. Chefs are in constant communication with the client because it's, the food is the center. Everything. And you have mediocre food. You going back to that restaurant? Totally. Totally. A thousand percent. It's, that's the yeah. core. If you're coming on for this experience, you're going to remember the food more than probably anything. And the service. And if the service is delayed right. or it's terrible, you're like, and the first thing you think of is the manager, right? Totally. So that would be me. Who's, who's the one running this and these people? Yeah, that would be me. Totally. And, and then the real charter world, if your crew's not good, your captain's not good. Period. I cannot believe I, because I sit here and I'm always thinking like the production side, oh, this is so set up. Like they call Tom and then all of a sudden Tom just happens to be in the area. No, that's insane. No. Oh. They don't set things up. Like that's not the case. We're really a true reality show. 
of course it's edited some sound bites may be changed a little bit but it's not like that at all it is very different than i think the housewives or whatever but we were truly reality you can't make it up because they don't know the boat provides right um, yeah and uh, the other part of the chefs for me is i think everyone deserves a chance I love that about the show, just like the bosun with Malia, women on deck. I think Bravo's done a fantastic job bringing women on deck. Totally. Because it's hard for women to get to where I am. Right. There are more female captains, but it's, you know, I talked to Malia and I said, I want to help you get a job on a boat. Like you're ready to be a captain. She's right. ready. So start on small boats like I did, because on small boats, you learn everything. And right. You and you... So the insurance will approve you as you go. If you are a first officer and you try to step into a command position, chances are the insurance company won't approve you because you have to be approved by an insurance company before you drive a boat. Right. So you and Malia are, you guys still talk all the time and close and. Not all the time. So like, you know, I stay in touch with Bugsy, Max. Yeah. Malia, I just texted her last night. She's up for a job position, a captain. That's amazing you know, came through me and I said, she's up for the insurance company to approve her. I go, use me, tell them I will stay with you until they're comfortable. So I'll go help Malia as much as I can, because she wants to be a super yacht captain. And that's the part you can tell the people who are there just for TV and who are there for a real career, right? People who are there for a real career in the maritime industry, they will have my full 1000% support. People who are there just for TV, right? Well, my time and energy and just go do your thing for TV. You know totally. what I mean? Well, and, and you hear that. It's like, you're going to see this person on the show and then you're going to see them on another boat when the show's not going because this is their world. Right. But, okay. I have to ask you. So you and Malia and Hannah were the three badass chicks of last season. You know, you guys are the top dogs, all women running the show. You and Malia were so close. and. You know, we see her with, and I'm sure you've gotten asked this many times, but you know, I'm a viewer and I want to know these things. Like I love knowing the relationships and who's like friends and how things are going. You know, we see you and Malia so close. She's with Tom on the show. And then something was said about questioning Malia's sexuality. Did you see something on the boat that maybe made you? Oh, yeah. so, you talking about the cameo? Someone edited it. It's, oh. it's not the full community. Someone not. did that? It's hilarious. Like, you know, Malia and I are fine. You know what? Anything can be done with an edit, right? So horrible. The whole cameo. Because at the end, it's a joke. It wasn't what you see on. I'm not for me, I don't give it my energy. Right. Think about this. Someone's so bored in their life that their sole focus is to tear people down and to try to get whatever their little Facebook pages or whatever it is to get people stuck into the negativity and to make something that that's not accurate. So that is insane. People yeah. are crazy. Uh -huh. So, you know, cameos made my account private. Like they're just, you know, even cameos like this is ridiculous because they've seen the whole video i'm not putting it out there because that gives that person totally i get me 
you know, and I have, to, I have a feeling that person, in fact, the client that booked it, email me goes, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe this happened. I just started laughing and I said, well, it entertains people, but in a negative way. Don't you think in 2020 that someone's so miserable in their life, they have to dissect something and edit it and make it sound like, I want Malia, please. She's a child. She could be my daughter. Oh my gosh. That is insane. That is, it is insane. I can't even imagine what you have to deal with. Was that probably the worst experience that since starting the show that you've had, that you've come in? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't, first of all, I'm not on Google Alert, so I don't pay attention to that. I don't okay. know myself. You know what I also think is, is that I think when you're established as a human being in your career, you're not looking for outside, I don't know, outside confirmation of who I am as a human being. I know who I am. Right. I'm very confident in Sandy Yawn as a cool. human being. I'm sober 32 years. I'm mm -hmm. very I understand there are some sick people out there that have to do this and I forgive them, but they don't get me. Like they don't get to have, I'm not going to respond. And I learned that doing the 12 steps, you know, like that's the beauty of being clean sober. Totally. It doesn't hurt me. And by the way, that's probably, that's the best payback right there for this freaking douche who creates this thing. Yeah. Like, peace. and by the way, you just said it. I'm freaking helping Malia. We're close. You did nothing to us. I'm helping her become a captain because you know what? Suck it. So yeah, you know, because for me, it's about inspiring the younger generation, just like I helped you out, right? Um, anybody that wants my help, I'm going to support them. Uh, and that's really how I feel. And I don't look at that. Oh, it's ridiculous. Can you oh, imagine what Cohen goes through? Dude. You know I mean? Oh my gosh. It sweeps those people right. It's like, okay. It's it's totally. totally. I do. I let it go. I haven't even given it a second thought. I, honestly, and after it happened, I mean, I called Malia immediately and said, I'm so sorry. This is taken. I sent her the real one. Right. You know. This is what was said. She goes, oh, don't worry. I get it. She goes, I just, you know, she started getting all these emails and people call, you know, like texting her and, and well, then, we, you know, we see her. It's like, she is like the, the girl that everyone wants to be with. She was madly in love with Tom. They were in love. They're not still together, are they? No, not now, but during that time, I think they were. Right. The people like you love Malia, right? You loved the wow. I mean, it was so cool and, at Bravo. You know, right. and you know, I don't want to take away from Hannah either. Like, I don't, here's how I explain it I don't have favorite crew. I invest in crew that want a career in yachting, right? Right. Um, I wish the best for every single soul on that boat. I have no agenda, none, zero. Right. My agenda is to purely help people and to do my very best at my job. And when I go home, I have my friends and my family. I'm not there to make friends. You know, I'm not there to like, hey, kumbaya. I'm there to go, hey, this is a charter. This is what we're doing. This is what I expect. Period. That's it. Right. You know, Hannah, I'm so happy that she has a child. That's all she ever wanted. She wanted to be married and have a kid. I know. I think psychologically, sometimes we do things because we don't know how to leave. I did that in my relationship, my last one. I didn't know how to leave. It right. had to be for me. Right. You know, like, totally. I was shocked too, because at BravoCon, remember we were staying there 
And we were talking about next season and we had seen you, this was the end, I believe of season four. And we had seen you and Hannah kind of, I mean, throughout all the seasons, there was many a times where you guys kind of had your moments. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way that Hannah is coming back for season five. And remember, even you're like, Kate, do you need a job? I don't know if you remember that, but you know, we're like, how about working with Hannah? And you said, I'm good on Hannah. Like, I don't want to work with her again. And all of a sudden we see Hannah come back. So was that difficult because you said it's production stepping in and not at all because Hannah truly, I don't know if you remember, she was listening to this, how to lead in her cabin on leadership. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Hannah really wanted to do her best. But I think when you're done with the industry, you're done. The money keeps us back. Like, and she admitted that. Like, you know how many people I know that have left the yachting industry and gone, done, I'm sick of it. And then they're back and like, oh, did you run out of money? (laughs) The money's good. Right. It doesn't sustain you, does it? Right. No, money does not sustain you. You ever listen to that speech by Denzel Washington called God First? It's a commencement speech. It's less than seven minutes. No. He talks about you can't take a U-Haul behind a hearse. Like, it's such a great speech. I encourage you to listen to it. That's amazing. Denzel Washington. And that's really what I think. It's like, am I here for money or am I here for purpose? We all have to make money. Right. There's a purpose. Like Like your podcast. Like you're serving a purpose. Like... Just to just show up in life and just make some coin so you can go. Totally. What, how is that going? Totally. You know, I think more importantly now in 2021 is it is about not just about the selfishness. It's about selflessness. And that's really what it's about. So for me, when I step on a vessel, I am there to help. I am there. I have a servant's heart. Right. No matter who you are, I will help. And that's really what it is. And I think for Hannah, she was done serving. She wanted to have children to serve. She wanted to have a husband. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's really what I think. But no, I I like to give people chances. And you know, I'm all about the show working. So there's always that. Do you think that because maybe production, I don't know, in a way that they knew that Hannah was just over it? You know, when we leave, we go home. We live our lives. Right. I mean, listen, the freaking volume and Hannah and all that. I know because of drugs. I fired Hannah because I didn't trust her. When we're a crew member on board, we're not allowed to be on smoking pot or bringing a pot pen on board. That was crazy. We can't be on volume. I don't hear a crew that have to take volume because you're responsible for lives. In the maritime industry, you go through drug testing random. And if you have an anxiety, think about this. If you have a pilot landing a plane, would you want him to have anxiety? Boy, no. Right. We are responsible for lives. People suffer from anxiety. I get it. That then maritime industry is not your career. There are other career paths. Because if you step on that boat, your responsibility, there's a big sign on their door. Chief Stew, responsible for guests. The gathering of all guests. If the boat alarm goes off, and you're passed out to the world, you can't hear the alarm. Oh, your duty. This isn't a regular job. We're signed on a duty roster. Right. Big difference in going to a job and punching a time clock. Totally. Like you're at sea. You're not on land where you can run outside your building 
and totally. go, building's on fire. Totally. Outside and watch it burn down. Where are you going on a boat? No, it's crazy. I am such a fan and my brain doesn't stop when I'm watching these shows. And when I'm watching, I'm like, wait a minute. Did Malia really find that? Did production put it out there? Production does not plan things. So that's like she really found it. Oh, the fourth wall. Production does not do that. Malia, I don't know. I don't think. Why? I don't know. That's for Malia to answer. I don't, I can't imagine Malia would plan something, but I have no idea. Right. I, I would hope not. It's good. I mean, look, like you said, you said, Hannah, you know, I feel like she was done. You have Bugsy come on, you know, whom you're close with. Right. And Malia's close with. When you have people in the industry that have passion for it, of course you have a tighter bond because you have a common goal. Right. right? Totally. If, if you don't have a common goal, then what do you have to talk about? Right. Did you drink last night? Or I mean, I don't know. Bugsy still continues to work in the yachting industry. When Hannah leaves the boat, she doesn't. She never did. Right. I still continue to work in the yachting industry. People who leave the show that continue to work in the yachting industry, that's people who are have a common goal. So you have more conversations. So yes, Bugsy and Sandy and Malia and Max. 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 You know what? Yes. In the med. I got a text from him a couple of days ago. Like, oh my God, he was the sweetest ever. I would love to have Max back. Okay, so if you're like production, please, I love, and not the whole cast, but I'm just saying, if there's one person that you were just like, please, I would love to have on. I'd love to have Max. Would they say, okay, we'll give you somebody? I don't know. That goes through casting. No. Really? Even if you're like, listen, one, just give me one. No. No. Oh my. Really? We're talking about this being there and whatnot. And you come on to, to work and do your job. And then things happen. You know, they're on the boat. And, you know, we've seen all these romances and these things on the show. How do you feel about these boat romances? I don't care what they do below deck as long as it stays below deck. You know what I mean? It's like the minute they walk up the stairs and they do their job, that's all I care about. I'm there to do a job, right? I'm not there to be their camp counselor, or their guidance <laughs> counselor. I don't give a shit. They can have an orgy on the crew mess table. I don't care. Do you think that's happened? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we need that on the show. <laughs> Maybe some dancing. Dancing uh, on the table, yes. Okay. So We've had a lot of boat romances. I always like this too, because I always wonder what you, I mean, you just said, just don't bring it up. I always wonder what is, what is Captain Sandy thinking when all this is going on? I want to ask you, I have a little thing called side sex for side poos, but this is side sex. So which crew romance do you think was better? Rob and Jessica or Bugs and Alex? <laughs> Well, happier would be, yeah. okay. Rob and Jessica, disaster. Well, and Bugs and Alex, they were just cute. And Alex was like, Bugsy, uh, is it happening today? It was fun. Wow, very different. Uh, Rob is incredible. You know, I don't, again, it's like he's pursuing a career in yachting. Jess as well, I think, you know, I saw her in Sag Harbor. Uh, she was on a boat working. It's oh, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hannah and Conrad, 
or Malia and Adam? I think Malia and Adam because yeah. they're age appropriate, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Connor was like 23. Uh -huh. He was a little baby. Yeah. Okay, Malia and Tom or Joao and Brooke? I think Joao was Brooke and Casey. So I would say. Oh, yeah. Right? I don't think he really had a person. And at the end, Brooke, for entertainment, Joao and Brooke and Casey. <laughs> How do we make that happen? <laughs> With the top chef? I think, chef. I think he's engaged now. Oh, Duala is. Are you guys still close? I mean, I remember it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, you know, he had to go back to Zimbabwe. Now he's got his uh, visa. I think he had a visa issue, but. He's back there. Yeah. Well, no, he, and then he was in the Bahamas, so I think he's back. Okay. So you have, you know, you say after the boat, you come back. You're not there to make friends. Like you have Leah, whom we've all seen, you guys. Like it's so freaking awesome. I had the pleasure of meeting her at BravoCon. So nice. Is it hard with Leah and then you're leaving? To, I mean, going on six weeks. Um, and every year, uh, Leah uh, was going to come because COVID, she couldn't. So hopefully, if I come back in 2021, Leah can come. You know, no, we love each other. We FaceTime all the time. Thank God for FaceTime. But yeah, it's hard. I don't get to see her. I mean, physically touch her, but right. I'm crazy about her. She's like, Heaven Captain Sandy, I have a game for you. It is called Going Overboard Rapid Fire Edition. So I'm going to give you two names, and without even thinking, you have to tell me which one you would throw overboard Mila or Laura? Laura. <laughs> Bugs or Malia? Oh, why those two? <laughs> you have to pick rapid fire. Okay, uh, both. Just both. swim together. They can save each other. Okay, Conrad or Kiko? Conrad. Rob or Alex? Oh, uh, I like them both, so they can swim together. Okay, Hannah or June? Both, so they can swim together. Because <laughs> they're Hannah June, right? They deserve to be together. Okay, so I love to end each episode with what I call tagline talk. Can you give me your best housewife style tagline? Wake up, dress up, show up, and work. That's great. Amazing. Okay, listen, Kevin Sandy, you're the best. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on. This was the best. I've been looking forward to this for so long since I freaking met your BravoCon. Where can everyone listening who loves you as much as I do, where can they find you? On uh, Instagram, uh, at Captain Sandra Young, or Twitter, at Captain Sandy. It's and, pretty fine. And we're going to see you again soon? Yes, I hope so. Amazing. <laughs> we can't wait. Sandy, thank you so much. You're amazing. Can you please give big kisses to Leah? Thank you so much for your time and have a great time skiing. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.